0: So here we are, we are doing our first interview today
1: And we're pumped about it Yes, it's
0: Strength and Lunacy, we are here, we're back, we're for it We have a guest what is our guest's name, Jacob?
1: This is Henry Karchapich Robertson, also known as the Street Crab, also Cop Daddy. <laughs> street Crab. Street Crab. And McLovin of Mount Maunganui. Uh, I did just come up with those three nicknames right then. Now, let me introduce this man. Well, I actually it thought
0: Caleb was the Street Crab from yeah, last yeah, yeah, night. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the
1: fantastic times. Um, no, so this man's been a very close friend of mine since I was about 18 years old, um, 19 years old. So it's been a wee while. I'm sorry now. for you, Henry. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's been a disastrous <laughs> couple of years. Yeah, Henry's helped me process a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, this man is a fantastic person. Uh, he's got a really exciting, interesting story of kind of yeah. like resilience. He has gone from um, being an, an avid sports person to an avid. Gymman, <laughs> To you've done a whole lot of things. You've been. Didn't a youth you try pastor. like do a, Didn't
0: you try like a marathon or something? Yeah, tried. Yeah, for <laughs> long. <Triathlon>. No, <laughs> not try, try. Oh, I try That's
1: long. Um, no, but more than his attributes, he's a fantastic person. He's self-aware. Uh, he's got a beautiful, incredible wife, Tamara. Mm. Um, they have an, a super lovely house in Tauranga together. Um, yeah, this this man, yeah, r- represents a lot of what I think. Uh, like the good side of masculinity can be, and oh. I love that. Oh. Yeah, cool. Um, you've also been on a really cool journey recently, discovering your Te ao Māori side. Mm. Yes, uh, and you're a police officer, mm. which makes all of your life stories just that much more hectic. <laughs> um, you've spoken <laughs> all around New Zealand in terms of like youth gatherings and kind of ins- trying to inspire the next generation New mm. Zealanders. You've done a whole lot. So let me introduce you without further ado. This is. Henry Cartwitch Robinson. <laughs> you got a boys, thanks, <laughs> thanks for Thanks for me. <laughs> yeah, as, as Ethan said, this is our first interview. It is. Which, uh, we're not really sure how it's going to go, but luckily, we No we're idea. Not no him. idea. Um, so I feel like if we mess up, we're going to be like, that's all good. Yeah, we're yeah, here for yeah. it. Though. He's not going to think yeah, that we're yeah. dumb. Yeah, so. No mm. we're good um,
0: We caught up last night mm. Obviously Jacob's not here He's not from He's not from the mount. <laughs> we haven't talked about this Praise Multiple times
2: He's <laughs> oh. a Christchurch boy now
0: <laughs> We caught up We had a couple beers last night It was a fun time um, ha- We haven't really done that In a, a long time A long time Yeah yeah so oh, it was The whole good. squad back together Yeah it was yeah. good It was, yeah, good. It was okay. fun it's Yeah, nice to see everyone
1: uh, You Henry um, This is about you So do you want to give us A brief overview However much you want to say On just kind of Your life because I think a lot of people will resonate with some of the challenges that mm. you've been through. Cool. Um, some of the journey. Yeah, just take it as you want to. Mm. Awesome. Hit us. What's okay. your life been?
2: Um yeah, so born and bred in the Kapiti Coast. Yo. Um Coast yeah, shout out shout out Capity. Um, if anyone's listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, so born to an awesome mum and dad. Um, mum and dad split up when I was pretty young, I think around the age of two. Right. Um, yes, obviously, you know. Growing up with a solo mum, she was she was awesome um, mm. Dad buggered off to Oz when I was about 10 yeah. um, And mum sort of had a new partner who sort of raised me, my stepdad So my younger brother's father, he sort of raised me And um, yeah, he was in and out of jail for most of my younger years yeah. um, through a lot of domestic violence towards my mum Wow um, mm yeah but it's funny i looking back now it's my mum was she was such like a strong independent woman like I look yeah. back now and even though there's you know there's lots of trauma that comes with that she like we never went without food, yeah wow. we never went without clothes on our backs. she yeah. pretty much did everything she could through all the bull crap she was going mm. through with this mm. you know douchebag partner mm. um she never she tried to let us. Never see it, you know Yeah, She did all that You know, there's only like Probably like a handful of occurrences Where I remember The actual The physical violence And even the verbal She did all she could To hide my myself And my younger brother from it Wow um, You know, like It's funny I even remember this This one time where Yeah, because I would have been about So he sort of raised us From the age of maybe He came on the scene about three And when I was five My younger brother was born And then he sort of Buggered off around Eight or nine years old yeah. Um and obviously between those sort of five, six years he was in and out of jail. But um yeah, he you know, really abusive towards mum and I remember one time the sort of the, the defining moment that made my mum leave him. Right was when he we were playing a game of Ludo. <laughs> Ludo. Ludo. <laughs> what a game. And and I was winning and then I was about I, I'd made a mistake. And so then he swore at me and called you know, I won't say what he called me, but he just <laughs> swore at me. <laughs> and so he Yeah, he starts going off at me and my mum just goes, Pack up your stuff and leave. Yeah, what are you doing? Wow. And that was it. Yeah. And he just and, and he just was never in our life again. Yeah. yeah. It was just crazy, you know, and I just obviously there
0: was so much building up there. Yeah, moment. you know,
2: like and yet she'd taken all these hidings and stuff and yeah. all this verbal abuse but yeah. The fact that sh- he would talk down to me yeah, was the own defining own, moment yeah. that made
0: her her leave him. So was it? Was ne- it? So you go. Was it weird? Like this idea of your like this guy coming in and out of jail, like, um, it, like, for me, I feel like that'd be a weird sort of uh, to understand that. Or you're yeah. too young to understand. I what feel was like maybe I was
2: like too young. Like, and you know, that's like, when you're. That, when that's your normal. Yeah, Yeah. you don't know what it's different yeah it's true yeah and I mean it's probably like I think it was maybe three or four times over the course of those years where yeah and I remember going to visit him in I think it was a Rangipur prison down in like Manawatu wherever it was and I remember visiting him but I don't remember thinking this is weird Yeah, Yeah. you know which is weird for a five year old that I, I don't but it's that, yeah. it's that norm
0: kind of situation. Uh, Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, do you wish that your life was different? Or you wish your family was different." I was like, "No,
2: this is just what I've known." Yeah, and um, i, I that, that's how I grew up. Yeah. You know, I saw Dad once a month between those periods of the age of two to ten until he left to Australia, mm. and so that was just my norm. Like I, mm. yeah, and I think then things got really, you know, really crappy when Dad left um, to Australia with his with his new missus and had three more kids, um, yeah. so I've got some half-siblings that live in Australia, yeah. and so I think that that's when things got, you know, probably most of my sort of mental health journey and trauma has come from actually that defining moment when wow. dad left because yeah. that, that's, you know, through the years when I've got counselling and Dealing with all the crap it has been that pivotal moment where dad left, you yeah. know, it's like, that's where I can track most wow. of my trauma is to that defining moment when he decided mm. to not leave.
1: Not the breakup, not the domestic violence. No, none of that, house. you know, that, that, yeah. which that's, is crazy. That's right? got its own issues sure, and stuff, sure, but sure. like yeah.
2: it's, it's that, you know, the father leaving his kid mm. and, wow. you know, and then mum having to be mum and dad raising me and, you know, she's just awesome, you know, and coming everywhere right game, And you can track a lot of things. Back yeah. down to that. Wow. You know, I can track you know, over the years doing counselling, it's like another layer of the onion and it's mm. always comes back to that oh, abandonment wow. and rejection issues from yes, that right. point in time. Yeah. So it's just that little broken hurt ten year old Henry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so that happened, you're in you're down in Wellington or Kapiti Yeah. At that point, And then what happened from there?
2: So mum decides Mum comes up on a holiday to Tauranga I think she brought Jackson and I up here. We came for a weekend, she fell in love with the place, she's like, I just want to move to Tauranga, I want to get away from everything down in Wellington, Yeah, because yeah. all I found out was still living down there, Nana and Papa on both sides, um, my uncles and aunties, so yeah, yeah, we moved up here, just the three of us, um, and then yeah, did my schooling at Tauranga Boys College, had a good group of mates, um, started going to youth group, um, yeah, started dealing and addressing with sort of a lot of issues in my life. Wow, what, what age was this? 15, 16. Oh. Um so sort of didn't really have much of a relationship with Dad. when he left I saw him once from the age of ten till eighteen how did yeah. that start though like you addressing these things did people be like hey like this is something or do you start I, think I just i felt like a like a heaviness yeah inside me like i it's weird like I just you know and it's even now i i know i'm not completely healed from it because mm. when i talk about it i can feel the emotion mm, yeah. mm. in my voice and i'm not sure whether that's something that i'll be completely healed from ever i d- i don't know, yeah. I just know it's not a journey i'm i'm not sure but mm. yeah yeah i think i started to realize that a lot i i don't even know when i had that initial thought but i just realized man i'm so Hurt and broken that I don't have a dad. Mm. But that, you know? that's
1: out of the ordinary to even come up with the fact that you're hurt and broken. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's not a normal thought. Yeah. Where do you think that came from? Yeah, I don't know. And like, so was your mum quite emotionally articulate? Does she teach yeah. you around self awareness yeah. and kind yeah, of I emotions? Yeah, think, I think maybe like she
2: did. I think she was really good at talking to me, and that's probably why I've come, uh. you know, that I'm actually really, I guess, grateful in that regard that she made me be a bit more emotionally intelligent right. as a teenager. So, you know, trying to make me articulate how I'm feeling yeah. Instead of it just being like, you know, when Jackson or I would get angry And have a fight okay. and like rumble with each other She'd, you know, send us away But then she'd be like, have that conversation yeah. Why are you yeah. cool, angry, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it made me, even from a young age Yeah, you know, even when I'd cry, she'd encourage it She'd be like, it's actually okay to cry mm. right? You know, she'd she'd encourage it Even though I can remember maybe crying a handful of times as a teenager Yeah, She would, you know, encourage it Yeah. So interesting, mm. bro.
1: So Mount fifteen, sixteen, start that journey around mental health. Mm. What kind of stuff were doing? You were big into sport. You're doing stuff at youth group. Yeah. You're doing different jobs. Like, give us a bit of the yarn.
2: Yeah. So yeah, started yeah started going to youth group. Um, sort of year twelve, year thirteen. Um, just that story, I guess, of redemption and reconciliation, realizing that you know I've just got this unforgiveness and anger inside me um towards my dad yeah i remember reaching out to him and us trying to start that journey of patching things up yeah. and i know today that we've come so much further um in that journey wow. yeah um you know where we're on a i guess we're on a more friendship basis you know yeah. like i yeah, mm. yeah. I, I view him more as a mate yeah. than yeah. a dad because he hasn't been there unfortunately mm. yeah and it's funny even i just um i actually just finished up um a couple months of counseling um, just last week with an awesome ass um, counselor here on Taronga. And because um, those issues are starting to come up again in, in wow. pretty much all areas really of my heads. life and the marriage and Mahi and yeah, just, yeah, in my family and just social life and everything. And so I started to do a bit more counseling and that same issue again was coming up. Yeah. And yeah. it's because my wife and I have decided we're going to start trying for kids. Right? Yeah, wow. And so then those issues come up again of yeah. the rejection and abandonment. And it's like I was the saying before, that other, the next layer of the onion <laughs> was. Man, I'm about to have kids. I know I'd never leave my daughter or yeah. son. How, how could how my dad could leave me? You yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah. so then it starts to to fester and so yeah. it was like a Are you me, I've got to deal with this crap yeah. again. <laughs> and still and go the, yeah. for more counseling, like what what's what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. Um yeah. You know. Don't you
1: think it's a wild thought? I don't know if you've got anything saying this as well, Ethan, but um like getting to an age where you're more of an adult and realizing that you're your parents are just human too <laughs> hmm. with yeah, struggles and suckiness hmm. and trauma and all that stuff. And you get to an age where, you know, they're still your parents, you respect them in that facet, but, hmm. you know, you realise that they are just as messed up and they're operating out of so much of that hurt yep. themselves.
0: But that's the thing, right? It's coming to that idea that, no, they actually are human. They're actually the same person is like who I am mm. and they're actually just trying to get through life yeah. Mm, yeah and I think that when you come back to the basis of it I'm like actually no this is where my, my parents are struggling with I can mm. understand oh maybe that's why they did that because mm. it came out of this place and actually really like taking a step back I'm like maybe like that might not done the best things mm. and they weren't the best people maybe for the the best parents whatever that might look like in your guys own situations mm. but been like hey no you know what they are just trying to get through mm. even the stuff that they've dealt with mm. through their own lives mm. like I think yeah. it really It uh, puts perspective on it mm. And it helps you move forward And helps you forgive mm. and,
1: and you it, can still sit in the hurt And go I was a kid And I needed to be protected And you didn't protect me mm. uh, I was a kid And I needed this And I didn't get that mm. You can still sit in that And go Man that's 100% genuine And 100% mm. like yeah. fair enough you can sit in that in that pain and 100 percent hurt, mm. but you know the, the older you get, actually getting that perspective and then using that as a part of your forgiveness journey. Yeah. Mm. What what always gets wacky to me is when you realize that like you're trying to be an adult, and then you realize that your parents, you know, are just children in big bodies. <laughs> and like when you're having to, and uh, my parents are fantastic, um, you know, and they human like everyone, and so they stuff, stuff up. But when like I feel like I'm being the adult and I'm having yep. to emotionally regulate or or do different things for them in that moment. That's wild to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, almost yeah. like a changing of the tide. It's like, oh, wow, my prefrontal cortex is developed and I am doing some self-work. Like, yeah. We're good. We're on. we go on places. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a bizarre moment, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you finished school.
2: Yeah. And what was the plan? Man, I was yeah, I was so, so confused. Did you though. have
0: goals? Did you have dreams? Like, was it? Were
2: That's funny. When I when I first, in the end of year 13, when I did that career course, uh, you, yeah. know, you're like, you don't know what you're going to do, so you go to yeah, a career advisor. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, gave yeah. me three options. One was... A builder um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we did this test or whatever <laughs> yeah. and, and the first option was um, Do something in marketing or banking oh, yeah. So I was going to go to uni yeah. Second option was well, You were really officer. good at this stuff Yeah eh? I was. I did yeah. accounting and economics in, in yeah. high school Did you enjoy it? I did, I actually no. really enjoyed it Like I still like love putting yeah. budgets Your which is super yeah. You're a yeah. business ninja yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like Always like got a side hustle yeah. Always got some money on the side yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And the yeah, second option was police And third was army Ah. And then I ran up ended up doing Bible college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Similar. Yeah. <laughs> so so, cl- so close. To yeah, so, which I was like, yeah, just ended up doing that and did an internship at church and yeah. um helped run a youth group and yeah. then um finished up there. And it's funny, I'd always when I met my now wife when we were eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Nine somewhere around that age <laughs> it, <laughs> it must have been. It yeah. Doesn't it? Doesn't matter. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. suppose. There's Small on, details. Yeah. Twenty-six <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. That, <laughs> that sounds young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Nineteen twenty. Yeah, ni- yeah nineteen twenty. Mm. When 22. I was in my first year of youth pastor. You know her yeah. birthday though, right? Yeah, ninth yeah. of September. Yeah, yeah. Should yeah.
1: we yeah. tell the story how I set you up?
2: Oh, oh, how are you? Go
1: on. <laughs> go on. It. Oh, no, no, 100%. It was all me at this <laughs> yeah, point. <okay>. I'm, <laughs> I'm only married because of Jake. <laughs> <laughs> None of the hard work he did. <laughs> no, so I knew I knew Henry's wife and him individually. Yeah. Um, and I'd lived with Henry. It was best mates with Henry. And then I did this gap year program that I helped run with Tamara, met this girl. Oh, the like headspace thing. Headspace oh. thing. And and I was like, she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, a new any loved a Māori girl, loved a girl who's passionate about people, into into public speaking, stuff like that. I was like, man, these guys will be ideal. So had no. well, a new <laughs> I've got a I've got it. Yeah. Turns out I've <laughs> taken my type from Henry at this point yeah. um, um, But I was like man I've going to introduce these guys at some point Anyway I was speaking at a church up in Auckland yeah. And Henry was like oh, I want to come with you And I was, I was like cool okay come And then about two hours before we went to Auckland I was like tomorrow, I really need a second person to come with me um, Can you come with me Anyway we're driving on the way to Auckland no, no. It was actually, it was, we did, the, You guys didn't talk the whole way to Auckland. Yeah, there was, it was so awkward. awkward <laughs> <and> <laughs> oh, oh, were you she both? In the, were shoulders. you both? Yeah, in yeah all three of us. Yeah. The car. they didn't realize <laughs> that this is an. Well, they probably did realize at that point this was an absolute set up. <laughs> anyway, we go to leave Auckland that night after speaking to drive to the Coromandel, uh, and <laughs> the, we sit in the car and go. So, Henry, tell me your life story. Just knowing how much you know, like like strength and, and coolness comes from it, yeah. and, and thinking tomorrow is gonna froth on this. <laughs> and then Henry finishes. I like go now, Tamara, it's your turn. Tell me your life story. And then literally that weekend, they didn't stop talking. Aww. They moved in with each other two weeks later. They were <laughs> married <and> three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it started a beautiful thing because you guys are both <laughs> fantastic so people. Cool. So anyway, 1920, meet your wife. Yep. You weren't married at that point, but yeah, then dated for a
2: few years, got married, and been married five years. Wow, it went quick. Five years, sorry, five years in January next year. Um What's the date? Seventh.
1: <laughs> there was cool. some hesitation there. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> it must be. We it was a hard question. Yeah, day, yeah, what date? Yeah, what yeah, day? Man, jumping before the dates. <laughs> it must be like three days before Israel was born. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because so I drove and Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um Yeah, man. So. um, yeah, did a bit of youth pastoring. Yeah, um, and then finished up that, and then just did some. I was just, I was burnt out. I was just burnt out, and yeah, working in the church wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, yeah, no beef or disrespect at all to church. Just mm. wasn't wasn't for me. Yeah, um, and so I just wanted to do something new, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I talked with Tamara about becoming a cop when I left, um, church. Mm. But um, uh, when I left working in church and. Applied and then pulled my application because I got cold feet, oh. got nervous. <laughs> yeah, so that, that I would have only been twenty why, years old. Why was that though? Like, why did you get nervous? Fear. i it was just fear. Fear it of was what? Like, like people, uh, like judgment from people. Like fear of. It was not. It was fear of leaving everything and everyone that I know and the uh, comfortability of being in Tauranga to go to police college. Yeah, because you got to go. Yeah. And I was, I can't do that. And yeah. I was just so. And I and I think it's good as well. I was young and immature, and I don't think I would have been able to handle it i mean yeah. it's still i've, I've heard a lot of it, stories it's quite a
0: hectic time
2: yeah. in police college yeah day. yeah man it's yeah. it's pretty much just like university yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so like if you're not strong in who you are yeah, yeah and what you want to be what you believe in what who you are mm. man you won't last like it's actually yeah, yeah. people cheat and stuff all the yeah. time of police college man yeah. that's, um that's the reason why i initially didn't want to become a cop then so i did a couple of years delivery driving and then i think i was 22 and i was like you know what I'll, i i want to give it a crack i feel mm. Like, my passion and everything that I have been created to be lies within policing. Like, I just wow. feel like I could actually make a difference in my community. And I've always cool felt though. that cool. Like, I want to be a protector. Wow. Like, I've always... Like, mum even sent me a photo recently of me as a three-year-old, and I'm fascinated and just obsessed with this little police car. And <laughs> apparently it was my favourite car. It was about... <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was about 20 centimetres All long. And just, copper. Yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, I applied, went down... Loved police college, came back, started policing in two thousand and eighteen. So I've been a cop for three years now. Wow. But was, was police college hard for you or Yeah, it was. Being away being away from Tamara and we'd been married I think three years then and been yeah. oh, sorry, two years and she's in her last year of social work degree and it was tough but we just we knew it's what
0: wow. I it was needed. the right thing. Because 'Cause yeah. I'm the kind
2: of person that if I don't have if I don't have vision or purpose in life Struggling. I just get dark. Well, I think and we all, bound. I think
0: we all want that. Yeah. yeah. At the yeah, end of yeah. the day, we all want something to to work for and work
2: yeah. for and like yeah. to actually
0: yeah.
1: make a better place. And, and you need a dream to cling yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I
2: just people perish at that sort of stuff. Yeah, hundred eh? yeah. percent. So <laughs> but you know, like I working at – as a delivery truck driver, I was making pretty decent money commission. You'd sell stuff, but I yeah. hated it because I yeah. was like, yeah. I don't have any desire to want to make some coin or to sell mats. Mm. Like, yeah. I can't think of anything worse. I want to, I'm a people person, I want to help people. You want yeah. to invest into people's lives. Yeah. You want to ha- help humanity be a better place. Yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah, so, yeah, so came back from police college. It's tough being away, but it was just like ready to hit the ground running. Mm. And then what you know?
1: kind of roles have you done since being in the police?
2: Um, So I've just stayed on front lines. That's what they call the public safety team. So yeah. that's pretty much, you call 111. I respond. So yeah. we pretty much we show up to work. Are, uh, we going to, are we going to talk about the beef between like... Beef <laughs> <laughs> between
0: what? Between the, the road cops and like...
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <cut off> That's <this laughs> <Let's> not going <laughs> on <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> no, not, no, dang it. it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can, dang we can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: can also oh, we'll talk about those road snakes. We can talk about those road snakes then. <laughs> oh class. The synergy I was like, what's he yeah. gonna talk about yeah. here? <laughs> <Rolled snake. laughs> uh, oh Actually, well. I mean if not many cops watch this, we should have It would have been good chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, so I pretty much just respond to those one on one call outs, which I actually really love because it's weird. I'm a very as my wife would say, I'm a really habitual planner. Like everything I'm I'm habit. So if something changes in my pl- in my day or my yeah. plan, I freak out. And that's probably just from you know, being self-aware now and knowing what that's from—it's f- from my childhood and not having any control or parent yeah. situations. Right. Yeah. I now like to have control and power of my life and mm. be in control and know what my day looks like. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I've got reminders on my phone, but I actually love m- policing because I don't know what's going to happen when I show up to so shift chaotic. today. Yeah, yeah. and I, I for some reason I like it. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's wow. like you know, I've, I start working you know, an hour, and I <laughs> and I don't know what. I'm going to be coming to work and yeah. dealing with, you know, from yeah. crazy family harm incidences to firearms jobs to drug dealing to yeah. just, you know. But that that in itself must be really
0: hard on like your mental health, right? Yeah. Seeing all that kind of stuff and dealing with that kind of stuff. Mm.
2: Yeah. I th- Yeah. I think the first, I didn't realise the toll it was taking on me and people always said that policing was going to change me. Yeah. yeah. And I think I just was like, I don't think it will. Mm. And I think it was probably about a year and a half in and I wasn't sleeping. Wow. I wasn't doing well at all. Like I just, I I was, I had really unhealthy practices. So I didn't have a personal phone. My work phone was my personal phone. So I would, even after shift, even on my days off, because we do six days on, four days off, I'd be checking my work emails. I'd be checking the jobs. So I'd be checking, like, what other mates are doing, yeah. um, like the shift return, so what's happened. Out
0: of curiosity? Like why, Just that like,
2: it was like a, I needed to know, yeah. or I'd be checking my work emails to make sure I hadn't made any cock-ups, mistakes, or anything like that. Wow. And so work was always on my mind. I was thinking about what I'd done, things I could have done better. Mm. And so, yeah, or I'd come home from shift. I remember one night, the sort of the, the, the turning point was I came home one night, and I had a crazy job where – yeah, I'd had to. Um, yeah, there was a family harm incident, and mm. um, he'd had a firearm inside. So I had to point a firearm at someone, obviously, yeah. just to—it's part of our Deskate police situation. Yeah, yeah, safety stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, and I remember coming home, like adrenaline was pumping. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, amped. "Is that your it first was,
1: time doing that?
2: No, but it was like probably one of the most intense a times. Intense time. Like it was like a man. I." Hope nothing happened. Something, something, something could, could happen. Something could, though. And yeah. so I remember just being so filled with adrenaline, and that was about 9 p.m. And I finished that shift that night at 12 p.m. Wow. And I was awake in bed till about 4 a.m., just wow. thinking about it, just nonstop replaying. thinking about it, replaying it in my head. Mm. And I woke up in the morning, and I was like, Tamar, I think I need to go to the doctor. Wow. Like, yeah. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I went to the doctor, and he was like, Yeah, that's what you call like anxiety, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <very> <laughs> much he was like, But actual anxiety. Like, actual anxiety. Yeah. He's yeah. like, because you know the chemicals going in your brain you're constantly just running on sort of hyperdrive adrenaline yeah Yeah. and you're just you know you're not sleeping blah 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 and so he helped me and put me on some um some sleeping meds um, which was actually awesome just short term yeah, to take every now and then just to take the edge off yeah which was awesome and even that like it I had been feeling that way for about six months, but I was too afraid to go to the doctor because mm. I was afraid it would get back to my bosses. Wow. And then you talk about other people at work and so many of them are doing the same stuff.
1: Oh, and there must be because the stuff you see day to day, yeah. like so much of the time is the worst of the worst of society. Mm. And you know, like some people might have one or two traumatic incidents in their life. Some people have more than that, mm. you know, one or two, but you're going to the backlash of these traumatic mm. incidences seven to 10 times mm. a day, every shift, six mm. days, six out of
0: 10 days. But but surely you must have like you like you must have to go to counseling like that's like in the mandate of being in dealing with that kind I of? think
2: if you go to a, yeah, it's funny. If you go to a really <laughs> traumatic event, yeah, yeah. then you you're sort of it's like compulsory. You've got to have three sessions with a psychiatrist. Yeah. How do they quantify that? Exactly. And So exactly, <laughs> like because what's traumatic for you might be yeah. not traumatic. Exactly. You so you know, see. I've gone to a job where a baby died. Wow. Mm. I was fine. Like I was yeah. actually okay with it because I've got You're no a kids so-so. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I'm basically a psychopath. But my partner was wrecked. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had yeah, to that's take so leave. You know, because they just recently given birth. Well, that's the thing, wow. right? It's wow. Everything that leads up to that might yeah. affect you so differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Sorry. they they're. Daughter had recently given birth, so right. they were like feeling the weight of it. Where I, wow. I was fine, yeah, I say fine, fine but yeah, you know, really like, like it wasn't, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't mentally, emotionally mm. wrecked,
1: yeah. you know, like you have been with some other things, yeah. yeah and sure.
2: so, there's the thing, right? You might that
0: she might have been really hurt by that, and then there's probably another instance maybe she didn't get so hurt, but then you were way more blown mm. apart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And 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 there's been quite a few incidences where that's happened, and it's sort of for me, I've now realized, I guess tools that i've got in my kit that i need to use daily i sometimes fail i sometimes do them well mm. but yeah for me if i come home from a really hard day first and foremost after every shift i go home and i have a i have a shower yeah and i finish nice. off just sounds stupid but i for yeah, me it works i have a shower i if it's been a really really tough sort of day or job i'll chuck up a couple prayers to god and just have that sort of oh, wow. chat to him about it and just yeah. sort of helps me Unwind I had, mm. So I have a shower Finish on about 30 seconds of cold <laughs> And then I go not Don't ta- start with the cold Yeah <laughs> And then I go Talk to Tamara yeah, And yeah. I just sort of Her being a social worker She's I she's feel like the she's right profession to help you out. Yeah, I feel like she's yeah. someone that can actually help me and understand because yeah. at the start of policing, I didn't want to talk to other cop mates. I felt so alone mm. and I was like, no one understands the stuff that I see or do or yeah. they don't even realise how tough policing is, so I yeah. felt so alone. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't want to talk to mates because I was like, how could you even comprehend the stuff that mm. I'm going to you'll never go into in your whole entire life, and I do yeah. that on the daily. Mm. Yeah. And so I felt alone, so I was like, yeah. I don't want to talk about And sometimes when it. they
1: try to offer advice, oh, you're man, like, 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 I'm actually not even a
2: space, like, I'm going to
1: whack you. Yeah, like, but that's where, it, advice. that's
0: where it's so important, right, as a, as friends, is actually, you don't actually always have to give advice. You can yeah. just yeah. be there to listen yeah. and so try to understand. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of people mi- t- miss in mm. friendship. It's like,
2: you don't actually have to give advice, just mm. sit there and listen. Just, yeah, just be listening. And now I feel like I'm... You know, three years and I'm in a much better place
1: well.
2: mentally than what I was. And, of course, I've got my up and down days, but I'm starting to use those tools. Yeah, to is that because f- you've put more tools in your yep. life? And ca- yeah, and, and counselling. Counselling has been yep. awesome. Like, I can't recommend that enough. I know some wow. people can be against it, but for me, it's exactly what I need because I just bottle up, mm. bottle up, and then it's just like a, a time bomb or a volcano yeah. that's going to explode. So I know yeah. that it's almost like I, I now, I think I'm just – because I know that it's what I'm like, I'll just – Probably do counseling every couple of years when I mm. need to again and do, you know, bust another five, six sessions. Yeah. Like, mm. I think it's really, for me, it's really healthy. I've learned that I just need to talk to some random mm. <laughs> and they don't know me and they've got an unbiased oh, view. Oh, that's the hope. Yeah. And just they give me tools, like, 100%. to mm. sort of go back and deal with what's going on in my head.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Bro. Right. So, I guess, kind of looking at your journey thus far, you're 26 years old now. Yep. Love it. What would you say, if you had to look back and reflect, what would be your nugget of wisdom that you'd want to give to the people out there in terms of keeping sane, processing trauma, mental health, that journey? Mm. If you had one thing to say to people, as someone who's grown up with quite extensive childhood trauma and now you're in a profession where you see lots of that that Mm. stuff all the time and you have to stay Mm. emotionally healthy, otherwise the floor falls out of your life, Mm. hit us.
2: I would say... Most people in New Zealand would have at least someone that they can they've, that's close to them. Mm. Mm. Hopefully, that they've got someone that they, that whether that's a best mate, that's a mum or a dad, they get on with, a sister, a brother. I would say whoever you find, whoever you are closest with in your life, mm. be real and be honest with them, mm. and have just an honest conversation about sort of what's going on with you. Just mm. to start that sort of the communication going mm. between you to to get it to get the thoughts for me it's getting the thoughts that are up here out of my mouth Mm. well
0: you're so scared of people not understanding or yeah
2: and I think just but I've realised it's okay that they don't understand but it's Mm. so much better than them not understanding at least me getting it out of my head um and just talking about it like it just sounds so simple but just talking about the thoughts that are going on in your head even if they don't understand but just Talking with someone, yeah.
1: Cool. But generally, the the like that person that you've chosen those people, you have had to have had a certain amount of trust with yeah. them beforehand, right? Because yeah. you've got to know, actually, I can say no matter what, yeah. in this circumstance, and you're going to take it and it's yeah. going to be okay. Would yeah. you say
2: that's part of it? Yeah, absolutely. Don't don't cast your what is it? Don't cast your pills to swine. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> be yeah. wise who you share yeah. that those hundred percent those thoughts and those feelings mm. with. You know, yeah, but you know, it's a safe environment that it's not going to go off. And be posted on Facebook Yeah Or, yeah, you know, yeah, or told yeah. to the world You know Exactly that Who yeah. you're sharing those Deep down thoughts and emotions with Is yeah. someone that you can actually trust mm-hmm. And if There is You feel like there is no one That you can trust Then Well that's I feel like that's a separate conversation that's Yeah And I also uh, yeah. think That's
0: probably where maybe Even counselling comes into it Yeah
2: Yeah
1: That's good chat bro Hey we've loved chatting with you my yeah, right You're a fantastic yeah, person We'd love to have you back I feel like you know, this is only the tip of the iceberg. It wasn't even, yeah, like,
0: a, yeah. I think there's so much more we could dive into. Oh, there.
1: dude, so much. Yeah, no, we love it. So you've got to go to work and do <laughs> duty. <Judy. laughs> <laughs> I've not been on here, boys. Putting, putting, your, putting, putting uh, your uniform on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but stoked to have you. Hey, for everyone listening, uh, we appreciate you. We hope that you've taken something out of this chat with Henry. Um, yeah. like everything, Henry's just a normal dude. Uh, like us um who you know has has had to figure out skills skills through life mm. uh and had to develop those self that self-awareness uh and those relationships and that community yeah. uh and, and that's tough and that often goes against the norms of at least some of my culture and people that I've grown up around. Yeah. Um so we hope you've taken some encouragement. We love you. Have a fantastic week. Stay self-aware baby. Stay
0: self-aware. <laughs> yeah yeah awesome. all right. Kakite.
2: Peace <laughs> we uh-huh.